Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in this week. I'm Hunter Bratton here with my co-host, Matthew Salerno, and this week we'll be talking about the idea of work-life balance. Sorry we didn't record last week. Uh, the semester classes ended, and I went home for Derby. Um, this is going to be our last show of the semester before we go on summer break, but we will continue recording in the fall, and perhaps we might even do something in the summer. Matt, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well, thank you, sir. I'm happy to be back in the... Uh... Running the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, so jumping right into work-life balance, um, just wanted to talk about a movie that I saw um, uh, a couple months ago, okay. probably. Um, it was called The Mule. Hmm. Um, I was, my mom wanted to go out and uh, watch a movie together as a family, okay. and it was kind of in this like movie dead period where mm-hmm. there wasn't anything big coming out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were just looking around for a bunch of different movies, and uh, she stumbled on The Mule, and she thought it'd be really fun to watch. And mm-hmm. It sounded boring, like, it's t- titled The Mule, the, the picture of the, like the... Movie art? Yeah, like the poster for it was just like an old guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, the, it just didn't, didn't seem interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, it was the best option. Okay. So we went and saw it, and... Um, I thought it was a really good movie, and it really highlighted the importance of work-life balance. Okay, Um, in what way? Um, So, just a basic plot summary, I guess, without any spoilers. I mean, you probably should have seen it by now if you don't (laughs) have spoilers. Um, It was an older gentleman who, basically, his whole life, he had spent um, kind of like neglecting his family, trying to do work. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, his family, kind of, he was kind of estranged from his family, and, um, eventually he found this job that was, like, perfect for him, because he loved to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically had to just deliver packages, like, long distance, mm-hmm. um, and it was, like, with the cartel or some, like, drug, um, yeah, yeah. thing, um, and he got really into it, he was making a lot of money, and... Basically, the climax of the movie was him having to, like, make a big decision on whether to be there for his family or, you know, like, put his work first. Um, And, uh, to be honest, I can't even remember what his decision was, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was, I thought it was a great movie because as an old guy, it was showing his his life coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you could tell he was getting old. Yeah, he, he um, sounds like he worked his life away. Yeah, he really did work his life away. And, um, you know, it shows that if you spend your whole life working, like the guy in the movie, you're going to get to the end of your life, and, like, your family's not really going to be there for you because you were never there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, sort of brings me into uh, one of my first points and sort of how, you know, a strategy to avoid, um, overworking yourself and burning out because none of us, none of us want to do that. Um, so there's this guy named Aaron Edelheit, uh, sorry if I butchered the last name, but he was, a you know, private investment guy. He, uh, started his own hedge fund and back in 2008, he, um, was buying up a bunch of foreclosed upon houses cause they were selling for dirt cheap. Um, and he was doing really well for himself, and then his work started taking a hit for the worse, um, and he just, he didn't understand why, because, you know, he was working so many hours, and he was working so hard, um, 
but he just, you know, his performance was suffering and he didn't know why because it's a common myth that just because you're working a lot, you're being productive and that's not the case. Um, and so eventually he realized it was time for some change. And so he just started by, I think it was from like midnight on Friday to noon on Saturday, he would just turn his phone off and not answer um any calls or any texts or emails or anything. Um, and he's, so, and he's also Jewish. So, and they're like, their Sabbath days, um, are Saturdays. So that's kind of why he, um, chose Saturday. Uh, and then as, as time went on, he, um, worked on, you know, increasing the length of it. So he would like, you know, eventually got to the point where he was taking all of Saturday off. Um, and you know, he said that observing a Sabbath, one day a week, um, for the entire day, you know, no phone, no anything, um, enjoy life, play with his kids, um, meals with his wife and everything like that, that he was able to do. Um, it ended up, you know, turning his work around for the better. Um, and he, you know, eventually went on to sell his hedge fund for $263 million. Um, and so I think it's just something that, you know, I wanted to bring up, um, ideas about, you know, observing Sabbaths. What do you, what do you think about those? Yeah, I agree a lot. Um, Have you ever observed a Sabbath yourself, like for an entire day or anything? Um, there's definitely been a, a like a Sunday or a Saturday where I haven't done anything, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely wasn't intentional. Where I was like, today I'm gonna make sure I don't do any work, any, you know, anything. Um, especially since growing up, like a lot of times there's, you know, like you gotta practice for your sport or you yeah, homework. exactly. Um, it's difficult as a young person. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because we've mentioned it before in some of our other podcasts, but a lot of times, uh, like being successful in other aspects of your life help a different one. So like, mm-hmm. like if you work out and you're like super healthy, it's going to help your work and your yeah. social life. Um, so it's definitely important to make sure you have time for your, uh, your social life and your religious life by observing the Sabbath because um, it'll definitely help you excel in other areas. Yeah, um, and so one of the things that he hits on, uh, he has his book called, I think it's like the case for the 24-6 work week. Um, and one thing he talks about is... I like that, that title, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Um, he said the problem is not being busy 24-7, but rather that we are constantly connected. So like we're always on call to like, mm-hmm. with our phones, we're on call to every possible social or business contact that we ever made, like, you know, anybody could call us or text us and like, we'd be there to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, because of this, we're addicted and I guess I don't really know the science behind it. Um, cause I didn't get too deep into it, but supposedly we aren't made for this kind of lifestyle. Um, and so there are a lot of emotional and psychological and physical health issues that, um, stem from this one that he touches on that, I wish I had looked into more because I'm not entirely sure about it, um, is that supposedly there's a link between um, working really long hours and heart disease, mm-hmm. um, which I don't really know what the connection is. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to even try to guess. <laughs> um, another one that I can definitely see um, is he talks about people that are being like they're more likely to become alcoholics or mm-hmm. turn to um, substance abuse and become mentally ill um and those are just and I, I feel like when we take a day to unplug from the world it allows um it's actually he he says that uh it's best to obs- like observe a sabbath f- 
for 24 hours because um, cortisol is the human body's stress hormone and mm-hmm. it takes a full 24 hours for once your cortisol levels are elevated for them to come down. Um, and so like mm-hmm. if people think they're taking like, oh, like I'll take like a six hour break from work or something or like a three hour break to go and have fun or something because um, like they think that they're going to come back and feel de-stressed. Um, they might feel that way, but like internally they actually aren't mm-hmm. um, completely de-stressed. Yeah, I would even throw in there, um, you know, even if someone's trying to do that and, you know, they could say, well, I'm taking a break from work for 24 hours, but, you know, I'm going to watch a movie and scroll through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd probably be like very beneficial to like do no electronics either for 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, on the Sabbath, because that will really, um, like it'll really help your body like shut down and mm-hmm. relax and, um, you know, reset because yeah. I, I can't, I don't think I've, uh, maybe this finals week from setting, but I don't think I've gone 24 hours without looking at my, mm-hmm. my phone. Or, yeah. I mean, I've been looking at my computer to study, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I um actually I so I tried doing this earlier in the semester, um like having Sundays be Sabbath since like I'm Christian and um so like that's the typically the Christian's day of Sabbath um or Sabbath day, but um you know because like school or students obviously we're incredibly busy so it's hard to especially like when you have an established schedule it's hard to you know work things around in your schedule such that you can take an entire day off and not do any studying or schoolwork or projects or whatever it might be. Um, and so like I, last weekend while I was home for Derby, I was, you know, looking into this stuff and I was like, you know what, starting like once the semester ends every Sunday, I'm going to, you know, observe a Sabbath, no, like turn my phone off, no email, no text, no calls, no anything. Um, and then just like allow myself to, you know, do whatever I want, like, for enjoyment, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, be waiting for next, like, the Sunday after school lets out, and, like, you know, living in the future, I wanted to, like, be in the present, so I was like, you know what, uh, this Sunday, I'm gonna start, so I had, like, I had my first, um, you know, day of Sabbath on Sunday, and so, like, I turned my, put my phone on airplane mode, um, didn't take any calls or texts or emails for the entire day, and, I could definitely tell that, um, you know, my stress levels were down. Cause like the day before I was studying for finals for like 10 hours. Um, I didn't do any schoolwork on Sunday. Um, it was kind of convenient cause I was coming back from home. So I was a four and a half hour car ride, but still, um, nonetheless, I could just tell that, um, I felt better and it made me, you know, it was a good start to finals week because you don't really want to go into finals week feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day when I turned my phone back on and, you know, emails and texts started flooding in, I could already, I could like feel the stress levels raising. I was rising. I was like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. But I mean, you know, it was, it was nice. Um, it's nice to have that to look forward to, um, once a week. Uh, one thing that's interesting is that, you know, I guess like 10, 20 years ago, people were really open to this idea of taking a, taking a day off work, um, and, you know, observing a Sabbath and, you know, time with family or no phone and any of that stuff. Um, but now people are so deeply opposed to it just because, um, people think that if you aren't working, you're wasting time. Like we live in this society that where people just think you have always to be doing something. And like, I'm guilty of this myself, um, at times, but, uh, I think, looking into this stuff has made me and like even practicing it has made me realize that 
it's okay to take a day off, especially because, like, over time, if you are just constantly working all day for, I think it's, like, for two or three months straight, if you're just, like, always working, like, it's not sustainable long run, Mm -hmm. um, and eventually you're going to burn out, so it's nice to, you know, have a day a week to recharge and allow yourself to get ready for the upcoming week. Yeah, and kind of going back to something you said earlier about, um, people thinking that, um, well, like you just said, if you're not working, like... You're just wasting time. Yeah. time is the only asset. But also people back. thinking, like, if they work 80 hours, they're being efficient when mm-hmm. really, like, you could get more work done in, like, so much less time and be more diligent. Um, it's, it's really important to know that because, um... I like to compare things to, like, sports and working out. Yeah. Um, if you look at, like, a, a sports team, um, if one team works out for 24 hours straight, like, they're just in there for 24 hours, and another team is, they do, they work out for an hour or two, they have an hour of recovery, mm-hmm. um, they go to meetings, they, they eat, they, you know, maybe go take a nap, yeah. and they go practice, and then more recovery. Obviously... The team that's working out for twenty four hours straight is gonna be worse off. Yeah, they're gonna burn out. Yeah, um, we aren't made for that kind of like constant. Yeah, that straight grind. Because sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. Like the most efficient thing to do is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like um, I'm trying to think of a good comparison where, like, like you don't want to give all your juice. Like, uh, like track. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's ever ran the four hundred, um, it's just a brutal race. Um, and you're, you're kind of spraying the whole thing, but mm-hmm. you, you physically cannot sprint full speed for the entire thing. Yeah. Um, so usually the strategy is like the first hundred, like, like almost as fast as you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, second hundred, you're, you're kind of gliding, you're yeah, coasting, yeah. um, you know, getting in a stride and third, you're picking it up and fourth, like hundred, you're, you know, full blast everything you can. Um, and I think that's a good comparison because in work, like, you can't just, you can't be working 100% of the time. You can't be sprinting full speed 100% of the time. Sometimes the most efficient thing to do is to rest or not be going at full speed and saving for later. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, it's it's obvious when you look at sports. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't just go to the the weight room for 24 hours straight. But people, for some reason, people don't make that, comparison from like sports and working out and exercise to work there's actually a a term for that that i came across it's called strategic renewal uh and basically it's it just like the uh, concept is more time away from the office like whether you're sleeping exercising going on vacation whatever you choose to do in that time away um it might it has the ability to boost your productivity and performance um Mm -hmm. and health because i mean you just explained why, um, you know, and people just feel like a waste if they aren't relaxing. But as you said, um, you know, we, we need to rest. And I think it's sort of ingrained in our culture that like wasting time or, you know, taking a break from work is looked down upon. Um, and as we've already highlighted, you know, working a lot and is not equivalent to productivity. Uh, in some cases it might be, but I would say more often than not, um, that's certainly not how it is. Um, and then some an interesting fact that I came across is that working a lot, um, well, this is obvious, but it can lead to sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and per the Harvard Business Review, uh, it costs U.S. companies 
about $63 billion last year in lost productivity. Wow. Yeah, dude, that that's a crazy amount. You would think that they would start to notice um, notice this. Uh, I'm their, interested how they, they got that number, too. Yeah, I, I am, too. I didn't look into the methodology or anything. Just I just saw that number, and it kind of, like... Yeah, I was taking like it back. To measure. But still, I, I, I mean, it. yeah, I do too. Because I mean, every like, nobody wants to take a break from their phone yeah. or email or work, and you know, they just want to work, 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 and then don't get enough sleep, and then it's, you know, because you can't, you can't catch up on sleep. You know, mm-hmm. like your sleep debt, you can't, quote unquote, pay that back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only mitigate it by like you know sleeping regularly. Um, so that, yeah, that 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 stood out to me. Uh, and then another thing that I had. That I, already, I had uh, heard this at church um, a few years ago is that, so obviously um, I would hope that our listeners know what Chick-fil-A is, but if they don't, it's a fast food restaurant. Um, I used to work there, so I'm not going to comment on it, but um, people like their food, um, and it's they're known for being a Christian-based organization, uh, and because of that, their founders, the uh, Truett Cathy, he um he wanted to give his employees a day of rest on Sundays, so they're only open six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the average Chick Fil A unit um, it nets about four million dollars a year in sales. Um, and but they only work six days a week. Um, whereas other places like McDonald's or KFC, Taco Bell, whatever, they're open seven days a week. And um, it it's impressive that. One McDonald's store makes more than a McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined. One Chick Fil A. Yeah, one store? one Chick Fil A store makes more than those three combined in a year. Wow, yeah. and it's it's funny because like it's not like Chick Fil A is head and shoulders more popular than all those. Like no, because I would say Starbucks. I would say McDonald's day. is probably more popular than Chick Fil A just because. I would say Starbucks is the most popular. Well, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, see, you buy it with with, you know, that's literally what every. Everybody drinks the Starbucks because it's yeah. quick and, well, I don't like it, but I mean, everybody else seems to, so. Not to single anyone out, but, like, young women nowadays. Yeah, like, no, you're, you're there right. There are girls who will, who will go get the same thing every day from Starbucks, and it's yeah. like 4 or $5. That's one of my math professors. He has, like, four Starbucks drinks a day, and I'm like, dude, that's costing you, like, $30 a day. That that all adds up, you know, but, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible that, um, you know, with... With uh, that extra day off, employees are, you know, they, they like having the guaranteed little quote-unquote like vacation day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's they can recover and enjoy time with family and friends and recharge. And, you know, um, I can, I've worked there and, you know, it wasn't always the most enjoyable experience. But being able to, you know, know that I had a day in which I didn't have to go into work, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of relieving. And it made me almost want to go back to work either Monday or Tuesday, whenever I um, had to go back. Yeah, I definitely think it encourages the workers to work harder for that company because um, if you work for a, a restaurant that makes you come in every single day and, you know, like, do all this work for minimum wage, you're going to be, like, you're going to be sick of it, you're going to be tired, like, I have to come in here every single day, whereas, like, they're giving you a day off to be with your family and, like, yeah, you know, they, you know they care about or, you. Yeah. So you're going to care more about them. Exactly. Um, and so that's Chick-fil-A. Um, there's the fast food chain. Um, but there's an even bigger, um, and I, would, I don't know about more, oh, I would say probably more well-known, especially internationally, um, company that does this. And it's the Boston Consulting Group. And they're one of the, uh, if not the 
largest consulting agency in the world, um, and they have this thing called predictable time off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like PTO, which is like pay time off usually, but um, predictable time off. Um, they they give that because um, they believe that the quality of output becomes better and their people are happier. Um, you know, when you have a built-in little vacation day every week. Um, and so I just, that's, I don't know, it's remarkable. I, I, I didn't think that, like I know that companies like don't make you come in on the weekends if like you have religious reasons, but um, I had never heard of uh, a company that large. They're actually one of the... Um, best rated companies to work for in the country or even really? in the world. Yeah. I wow. think they're, uh, they were in the top four, I think last year. Um, so I don't know. It just goes to show that, uh, was in and out one of those? Just so I'm curious. Was where? In and out? Could have been. Yeah. I don't know, but Just I feel, curious. yeah, no, well, we, we can look into that later. Um, and so on this idea of, um, observing a Sabbath, if it seems like something that's interesting to you, um, there are a few things that you can do to, go about making them work for you. Um, so I think the first one, this goes for anything in life, not just this, um, is baby steps. So you don't want to jump in with both feet, you know? Um, it's like the idea of principle, or the principle of small wins. Mm-hmm. So if you've never observed a Sabbath before, it's probably best that you, you know, maybe like you take it in six, eight, or even 12-hour chunks maybe. So like yeah, between sure. midnight, the... Um, like the of the day like when you go to sleep to maybe like noon the next day like i'm not Mm going to use my phone or check emails or take calls um because like you don't want to say like oh for like 24 hours i'm not gonna i'm not gonna respond to anything and turn my phone off um some people can make that work um but if you've never like toyed with it before you might not want to just because like you know we're so used to checking our phones and like Mm -hmm. addicted to it that it could be you might just set yourself up for failure um by thinking you're gonna do um, an entire day at once. Uh, another thing is prepping beforehand. Um, you know, if you're observing a Sabbath and you're like, you have a big project at work right now and you don't tell your boss that, Hey, my phone's going to be off for Sunday. Like I won't get in your calls. You know, he might think that you're ignoring, um, ignoring him. And that probably wouldn't be the, uh, wouldn't be the best just for you. Um, personally. And then the last thing, that I think is important for um, for having a Sabbath day is making it enjoyable. Um, and so one thing that uh, Aaron talked about was um, you want to try to do just one thing that is different than like your normal day, um, or maybe like a couple, depending on how long it takes. Because, um, you know, the Sabbath isn't meant to be a chore. You don't want to, like, say, like, oh, I'm going to do all these eight things today. Mm-hmm. Because if you do it like that, then it's almost like you're just trying to, like, check them off the list. Yeah. And, and you're back to work. And you're, and you're back to work, you know. But what good is what good is observing a Sabbath if you feel pressured and rushed and stressed to work out, mm-hmm. go to church, hang out with family, see your parents, play with your kids, mow the It's just not going to work for you. Um, so those are just – those are the uh, – the things that he talked about to make your Sabbath enjoyable and to make it refreshing. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on that, um, one thing I found and have found to be very useful, um, if you're going to observe a Sabbath or even if you're just thinking like, uh, you know, these two hours I'm going to be off my phone Mm -hmm. or these two hours I'm going to go hang out with this person. Yeah. Yeah. 
is setting boundaries. Um, so essentially it's like leaving work at work. Um, mm. And I think you should do this regardless of if you're planning on, you know, observing a Sabbath, like a whole day or yeah. a certain chunk of time that's reserved for something. Um, you should do this regardless that you have the ability to do that. Um, because, um, like, one one prime example is that um, studies have shown um, doing homework in your bed or, like, work in your bed or basically anything other than sleeping in your bed yeah. um, can, like, not ruin your sleep, but, like... Like, rewire your, your brain? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard that, too. It, it, like, harms your sleep because um, if you don't do that stuff in your bed then your bed will auto or your brain will automatically identify your bed as the place to sleep. Yeah. Um, whereas if you do homework in there, when you go to bed, your brain, like half your brain is gonna be like, this is the place I sleep. Half mm-hmm. your brain is going to start stressing out. Like, yeah. oh, I'm about to do homework. I'm yeah. About to, um, do all this work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important with your bed to do that, but also I think with your home, um, I mean, I mean, you, you can't help it. Sometimes you have to do work at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but try at least to leave you have it to do work at home. Keep it in one room, like, like, like an, an office. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you want your home like when you you walk in the front door, you want to feel like relaxed. I don't have to do work. Um, it's a place of comfort. Yeah. If you do if you do work everywhere you go, there's no place you're gonna find that's like you'll always comfort. be stressed. You'll yeah. always be charged up. Yeah. Your brain won't be able to ever identify a place as like mm-hmm. solely being relaxed, being happy, stress free. Um, so I think that's very important. And also, it, it keeps family stress um, at bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, neither of us are married, but, like, just from watching movies and hearing stories, like, it's it's clear that, um, you know, a father who's always taking phone calls, always at home, the wife yeah. doesn't like it, the kids don't like it. Yeah. Um, like, if you're stressed, they're stressed. Yeah, exactly. And then exactly. it leads to a whole slew of issues. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely important to set boundaries between... Like your work life and mm-hmm. I guess like your social home life. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, so I think one thing that is particularly, um, like I think that the idea that you always have to be working is particularly popular with college students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've certainly noticed this with, you know, the juniors and the seniors who are getting ready to go off and work. Um, and you had sort of, we had touched on this before, not on the show, but um, just having conversations. Um, and a lot of people think that twenty, like your twenties when you're young, um, like you should enjoy them. But then other people think that like, oh, like you know, work hard now so that later down the road you can have it easy and like take it, like relax and like sort of like the idea of front loading the work early on. And I personally like doing this, like when I have projects or papers and stuff. Um, but I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on. Do you, what do you think? Front load the work while you're young in your twenties when like people say, quote unquote, the best years of your life. Or, um, or do you enjoy it? Um, I th- so I'm a big proponent of front loading. Okay. Um, it Glad definitely, to hear that. it definitely goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that you only have so many years of your life and you want to be able to enjoy the most enjoyable years of your life. Um, which is obviously when you're young and healthy and you're not restricted by anything um so some people take that as um well when you're in high school and college go out and party and drink and do all these things because when you're old you won't be able to do that Mm -hmm. um 
but how I take it is I, I want to, I want to work as hard as I can in high school and in college and now and get a good job and, you know, put my money in smart places so that, um, when I'm married and have kids, like, I think those will be the most enjoyable I agree, times yeah. of my life uh, yeah. because not, hopefully I'll still be young, but I'll also be much wiser. Um, so I'll be able to appreciate things more. I'll be able to enjoy things more, remember them better. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think having your own family and being able to travel and like, yes, your, your, your best times are when you're in high school with your buddies and all this stuff. But I also think, I mean, I, I don't know cause I'm yeah. only 19, but I also think the best years of your life will be watching your kids grow up. No, I agree. Um, totally. Like just from what my parents say and like, usually if you ask an adult what the best day of their life is, they're either going to say their wedding or like their kid being born. Um, they're mm-hmm. not going to say like homecoming or prom or, yeah. um, like going to a formal in college or something. Right? Yeah. And like, it's funny because the people who go back and try and relive those days mm-hmm. are like usually made fun of or like called crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not in high school anymore. Yeah. Um, so yes, you should enjoy those times. I don't think you should just be behind a book in mm-hmm. high school and college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you should enjoy it, but I think I think people misinterpret the whole like enjoy the best years of your life thing. I agree with you um, there. I I definitely think like your twenties, thirties, and forties, and maybe even some of your fifties are like the prime of your life. Because mm-hmm. like now. Yes, it is the best time of your life, but, like, you don't have money to see the world. You don't have, um, Yeah, all so why not work for that Yeah, while exactly. you're young? Because, like, also, you touched on this, but, like, hopefully I don't peak in my 20s, you know? I want, mm-hmm. I want my... I don't want my best years to be in my that's, 20s. That's really and then point. from from there, I want to be all downhill. Like, mm-hmm. to, in my opinion, I think my best years will probably be, like, you know, like, when my kids are born and I'm able to raise them, but also, like... to be ahead of you, not behind yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also, like, retiring, because, like, when you retire, you know, you've reached a level in life where you don't have to work anymore and where you can enjoy life, and, you know, I would rather enjoy retirement more than I do my 20s, just mm-hmm. because, like, in my 20s, like you said, we aren't going to have money to see the world or to, you know, really just do whatever we want. And you're not um, mature enough to really appreciate those types. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's something that comes with age. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely am a big proponent of uh, front-loading the work in my 20s. Not to say, like, I'll never have fun in my 20s, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, not thinking that these are the best times that I'm ever going to have and that after this, you know, it's only going to be work because hopefully it's the opposite, you know? Yeah. I also think when you front-load the work, mm-hmm. um, you know, you work very hard till you're 25 to get yourself set up mm-hmm. in a good life. Then from 25 on, you can think, you can enjoy things better because you know the work is behind you. Whereas if you're, if you're, you know, how old are you when you go into high school? 14, 14 through 22, um, or 16 through 22, however old you are. Um, if those are like when you have fun and then you work after, mm-hmm. like, knowing that you have all this work ahead of you is going to take away from that enjoyment. Exactly. Um, because it's like, like a drag. You're like, oh, I never yeah. want this to end. But then when it ends, you're just like, well, the rest of my life is going to suck now. Mm-hmm. Buckle um, And, you know, like, you go out and you party and you do all this, but then you come back and you realize, oh, I still, I still have to 
get into college and get a job and all this. Yeah. And then, There's a lot of responsibility you have ahead of you. Yeah, but when you front load the work and then you're enjoying your life, like... Like, there's no more, like, I just have to get through this. I just, like, I need this. Because like, you've gotten through a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah, like, your life, like, the rest of your life is left to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I'm only 19 again, so I I have no authority on the matter, but I that's how I personally think is the best way to look at it. I do too, especially because um, one of the things to think about is that most people, at least in our generation and the millennials ahead of us, they are delayed. Like they're putting off having families, mm-hmm. and having kids and whatnot, getting married um, until later, like their 30s. Um, and so, like, you know, in your 20s, you might be dating um, on and off or, you know, seriously, whatever you choose to do. Um, but those are the times where you aren't going to have kids mm-hmm. um, unless you, you know, decide to have kids in your early 20s but hopefully that's not the case um but if you don't have kids in your 20s then really the only responsibility you have is like yourself you know take care of yourself and work so like when you don't have kids to go home and take care of and spend time with or a wife to go home to and spend time with and stuff i think that's kind of like the perfect time to be putting your nose to the grindstone and just getting after it and then when you finally start dating seriously, get married, have kids, you've put in a lot of the work. So mm-hmm. like you don't, it's not a pass to just do nothing and to like you know to coast through life for the next forty years. Um, but since a lot of the hard work's been done already, you can enjoy those moments with your kids and your wife mm-hmm. or husband if you're a girl um, more. Uh, I, you can just appreciate them more, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you bring that because uh, if you think about it. Would you rather spend the best years of your life um, with some girl whose name you're probably going to forget, you're going to date her for a year, um, like all you're going to be doing is like hooking up with her, um, and then a bunch of friends who you'll probably never talk to again once you leave high school or college? Yeah. Would you rather spend your best years of your life with them, or the best years of your life with uh, the woman of your dreams, you know, the love of your life, your wife, um, your kids, and the friends you've had who've stuck with you for... 20, 30 years, um, and you know for a fact are your friends. Yeah. Um, like, I think that will be more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, not not that you don't have, like, lifelong friends now, um, like in high school and college, mm-hmm. but I think once once your friends and your significant other stand the test of time, um, you'll really be able to enjoy life with them. Yeah. No, I, that was a great conversation. Um, and so... We want to leave you all with one last challenge or weekly activity you can do. Um, first and foremost, enjoy summer. It's time to relax and not work a whole lot. Uh, unless you have internships, then maybe not. Don't. Maybe maybe uh, work hard. Um, but some things if you uh, you know want to work on balancing your time better this, this summer, maybe if you have an internship, but you also want to be able to enjoy your time off of school, um, just a few relatively easy things um, that we think w- could benefit you and um, allow you to, you know, feel less stressed. Uh, so, you know, work out frequently, clears your head, gets some dopamine levels up and floating or flowing, um, you feel better and you're just healthier. Uh, meditating also lets you clear your head. Um, and a lot of the most successful CEOs in the world actually meditate on a regular basis. Um, 
Uh, consistent sleep schedule. That's you know it's kind of just a given, like we said. Mental health. It's very important to have. Um, you know, a sleep schedule. That's you know, wake up at a certain time, go to bed at a certain time. Just repeat that. Um, and then yeah, I guess one of the well, two more things. Um, uh, put your phone down. You know, allow yourself to unplug from the world. Uh, and then I guess the last one, which kind of you can culminate all these into this, uh, if you so choose, and like we talked about, is observing a your own Sabbath. Um, just you know, give it a shot. Start small, and hopefully, uh, by the time we record next in the fall, you will have uh, you know you'll have one day of the week where you just don't do any work and you enjoy life. Um, and so with that. We just want to thank you one last time for listening to our podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you were able to gain something from it. Uh, you know, we certainly were. Hopefully we catch you in the fall. And until then, remember to cut the BS every day.